This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Bruce Lawn. Recently, Jordan Peterson went back on to the Joe Rogan podcast. I think this is the second, third, fourth time maybe. And it was a four-hour-long conversation. I watched or listened, watched and listened to all of it in 1.5 speed. And goodness gracious, there was a lot that they talked about. On this video, we're going to be talking about one part that I think Christians should be excited about in terms of what Jordan Peterson said about the Bible. And I'll tell you guys some other stuff on the podcast that I gleaned from as well. But before we do that, guys, my name is Ruslan. If you check the links in the description, we have some awesome free resources, including a Discover Your Niche on YouTube, if you're looking to get into the YouTube space, and a free How to Study the Bible course if you want to grow in your devotional time, getting you more clarity, context, consistency, ultimately for life application and life change. Okay, let's, without any further ado, let's jump into this clip. Right. So, in fact, culture is, a stra- culture is a structure of category that we all share. So we see things the same way. Well, that's why we can talk. I mean, not exactly the same way, because then we'd have nothing to talk about. But roughly speaking, we have a bedrock of agreement. Uh, That's the Bible, by the way. So he says, roughly speaking, we have a bedrock of agreement. That's the Bible, by the way. Now, what, what is he talking about? I think what he's talking about is not only is the Bible massively influential to the Western worldview, the lot, the the concepts of logic, our concepts of morality, the moral truth that the Bible presents. So not only is it that, I also think that he's he's going deeper in that any form of truth or morality is being borrowed from the Bible and from the scriptures. So there's a there's a literary device where everything kind of builds on top of the Bible, but there's also a cultural infusion in society that many people miss that comes out of the scriptures. I just walked through the Museum of the Bible in Washington. That was very cool. It's a very cool museum. So the structure, that's what the Bible Yeah, that's what provides. I figured out. I mean, I just figured this out this week. So it was a cool it was a cool thing to walk through because it's, it's chronological. They have one floor, which is the history of the Bible. Mm. But it's not exactly that. It's really what it is, is the history of the book. Now, in many ways, the first book was the Bible. I mean, literally. Because at one point, there was only one book. Like, as far as our Western culture is concerned, there was one book. And for a while, literally, there was only one book. And that book was the Bible. And then before it was the Bible, it was, a, you know, it was scrolls and it was writings on papyrus. And, but it was, we were starting to aggregate written text together. And it went through all sorts of technological transformations, and then it became books that everybody could buy, the book everybody could buy, and the first one of those was the Bible. And then it became all sorts of books that everybody could buy. Yeah, so what he's talking about is when the ink press hit Europe, the ink press was invented actually in China, but when it finally made its way to Europe was when they translated the scriptures into a language that people can read, and Martin Luther was a part of that and that, and that whole thing. And so this is fairly early on. This is like, I believe, the 1500s, the mid-1500s, okay? so But all those books, in some sense, emerged out of that underlying book. And that book itself, the Bible isn't a book, it's a library. It's a collect- and I'm glad he said that, because I think sometimes people get really confused. 
they think Bible, they think a book. It's 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 a collection of writings composed by forty authors over a thousand years, right? And so this isn't just a book. It's a collection of poetry, of history, of um, letters written to churches answering questions, of prophecy. There's so much in the scriptures that it's way more than just a book. It's 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 a it's a collection of books. So I'm glad that he clarified that meaning in text because we we're talking about translation and the. Jordan Peterson reminds me of someone that's freestyling. I don't know if you guys know what that is when you freestyle, you're coming off the top and you're freestyling, you just kind of you're doing this with your hands. He he seemed like one of those one of those guys that you see at like some underground nightclub in the mid 2000s, right after Eight Mile came out, and he's just like. Problemable understanding text. Jim said, the meaning of words is coded in the relationship of the words to one another. And the postmodernists make that case that all meaning is derived from the relationship between words. That's wrong because, well, what about rage? That's not words. And what about moving your hand? That's not words. So it's wrong, but, but part of it's right because the meaning we derive from the verbal domain is encoded in the relationship between words. So... So now then you think, well, let's think about the relationship between words. Well, some words are dependent on other words. Some ideas are dependent on other ideas. The more ideas are dependent on a given idea, the more fundamental that idea is. By de- that's a definition of fundamental. Hmm. So now imagine you have an aggregation of texts in a civilization. You say, which are the fundamental texts? And the answer is, the texts upon which most other texts depend. And so you put Shakespeare way in there in English because so many texts are dependent on Shakespeare's literary revelations. Mm-hmm. And Milton would be in that category, and Dante would be in that category, at least in translation. Fundamental authors, part of the Western canon, not because of the arbitrary dictates of power, but because those texts influenced more other texts. And then you think about that as a hierarchy, okay, with the Bible at its base, which is certainly the case. Now imagine that's the entire corpus of, li- of linguistic production. Remember, the Bible was the first thing on, in Europe that was mass-produced, right, as, as the ink press was brought over here. And he's saying, from a literature standpoint, everything else is based on top of that. But watch what he goes on to say next. All things considered. People talk. You sample that whole domain. You build a low-resolution representation of that in your, inside you. And then you listen and see through that. And so it isn't that the Bible is true. It's that the Bible is the precondition for the manifestation of truth. The precondition for the manifestation of truth. And then listen to what he says next. Which makes it way more true than just true. Way more true than just true. It's a whole different kind of true. And I think this is, I think this is not only literally the case. I, I don't think this is only literally the case. Factually, I think it can't be any other way. It's the only way we can solve the problem of perception. The last part sounded like Jordan Peterson was saying that he is the Bible isn't just literary true. It's total contribution to society makes it more than truth because out of it flows all of our worldview. Out of it flows all of our morality. Out of it flows all of the different things that make our society our society. And so when you even think about people that don't know Jesus, a lot of times their morality is coming and having to borrow from the Christian worldview in order to form any type of basis for right or wrong. So some people are going to say, man, that was a long interview, Ruslan. Did you listen to all that? I listened to all of it. And there was a lot in there. 
they was talking about mushrooms and psychedelics and uh, DMT and yoga and all kinds of wild stuff. I felt like I was on mushrooms listening to that entire four-hour conversation. And I've never done mushrooms, but woo, was that a woozy? There was a lot in that conversation. And I know that people are going to be like, well, he said this part, he said this part, and this part, I don't like this part and that part. And he said Mesopotamian cultures and religions. Listen, what you guys aren't understanding, when those of you guys that are pushed back, first of all, I don't know of anyone where I fully endorse or believe everything they believe down to the T. Even my closest brothers in the faith, I don't fully line up with everything on every issue. One. Two, you're missing the point that you have the biggest podcaster, arguably one of the most influential people in media, which is Joe Rogan, consistently becoming more and more friendly to the ideas of Christianity And you have one of the most brilliant minds, one of the most accomplished authors of our time on his podcast, which, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, Rogan reaches more people than CNN, Fox, MSNBC, probably more than all those people combined, if we're going to be honest. And he's sitting here telling us that the Bible isn't just true, it's more than truth. It's where all of our concepts of truth come from. So regardless on where Jordan Peterson is, and I don't know where Jordan Peterson is, but I do know this is a win For those of us that are in Christ Jesus, because some of the biggest voices are becoming more open to having the conversation about the authority of Scripture, about the Bible being true, all of these different conversations. And there was a lot in there. Other stuff in the conversation was was, was really interesting to me. He goes on this whole bit about music at around uh, the 52-minute mark, if you want to go back, watch it on Spotify. And he talks about the way music comes together perfectly in terms of chords and scales and rhythms and different rhythms and everything kind of moving across each other. He said, these. this is an indication that there is a God right? There was parts where he just kept wanting to talk to Joe Rogan about the Bible. He went on this whole rant about Moses and the people of Israel being in the wilderness. They, they leave Pharaoh and they're wandering in the wilderness and then they start getting bitten by snakes. And then Moses, they, God tells Moses to make this thing with a snake. And then all the people went and faced the snake. And then he talks about how Jesus said he's going to be risen up like a serpent and the parallel there of having to face your fears and the tragedy of the story of Jesus, yet the redemption and the resurrection of Jesus. It was, yo, This whole conversation was mind-blowing. There was a lot in there for those of us that are in Christ to go, man, God's up to something. God's up to something. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see guys like Jordan Peterson seemingly press more into Jesus and seemingly have more conversation about faith. And and, and as if he seems to be drawing closer and closer and closer into an orthodox faith in Jesus. And by orthodox, I don't mean like Eastern Orthodox. I mean orthodox, like he's coloring within the fundamental lines, seemingly, of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. That is exciting, friends. That is something that we should rejoice about and see what God continues doing, man. So I'm excited about this. If you guys haven't seen the whole interview, it's on Spotify. It's, again, four hours long. It's a whole lot in there. There's a whole lot in there, and there's a whole lot I don't necessarily endorse or agree with, but it's very fascinating. If there's one thing I can say about that interview, it's very fascinating. So check that out, man. Let me know what you guys think about this, and uh, and I'll see you guys soon, all right? Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Yo, thank you so much for making it to the end of this video. Make sure you check out the links in the description. There's a free How to Study the Bible course, a free Master My Habits course, and a free niche training for those of you guys that are looking to get into the YouTube Christian Creator Space, as well as these videos recommended from me and YouTube to you. All right? I'll see you guys later. Peace. Kingstream Entertainment. <laughs>
Bruce Lawn.